Oh, we've got... Oh, fuck. We've got some new theme music we have just not been playing, John. Okay. There's there's another Adam Cat Scratch one, and there's a new Kendall Hallman one. Where's Lana? Nice. The Adam Cat Scratch one. Where's Lana? Where's Lana? Why did they start? So take a look at yourself. Is this what you wanted? Sunday six panels hanging out in the kitchen. John Garfield Odie standing counter position. Six months, three days, he's been missing. I feel like I'm the only one out here. Who wanted to see another library coffee cup? Another library bassinet? Another library folding chair? Another piece of lemon? Take a look at yourself, John. Is this what you wanted? Well, take a look at yourself, John. Is this what you wanted? You sent him away. Now you're never, you're never, you're never, you're never, never gonna see. Hey, buddy. Uh, you're listening to being Jim Davis. Uh, yeah, give me a large pepperoni pizza to go uh, and uh, no anchovies. My name is John Gibson and I'm Jim Davis. My name is Christopher Wint. Wint- <sighs> uh, do you want to start this one again? No. I'm, okay. I'm Jim Davis. Okay. You're Jim it's Davis. Fine. I'm Jim Davis. We're all Jim Davis. Yeah, it's a rough week. It's Wednesday, mm-hmm. hump day, yep. December 8th, 1982. Today we're reading the 1,634th ever Garfield strip. Yep. We forgot to commemorate uh, the, uh, the, the the attack on Pearl Harbor yesterday, but that's fine. Yeah. You know? No, I think, we, John, we, you and I both agree that the it attack on really Pearl ha- Harbor uh, was fine. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't really bear any relationship to Garfield. It was fine. What what's going on in this Garfield, Chris? <laughs> who can who can forget President Franklin Roosevelt's famous words? Yesterday, December seventh, nineteen eighty four, nineteen eighty four, nineteen forty one, was basically fine. Statistically, you know, most people were okay. You don't run into a lot of guys with the the name Delano. It's true, it's true. It's a hell of a I name. Ca- I can't Delano think of another one. Roosevelt. Which 
really should have been Roosevelt. It had two O's. Anyway. I think they called it, they called him Roosevelt Some people at the time, said Roosevelt. didn't they? Yeah. I like when they say Roosevelt. Anyway, yeah. does it seem implausible to you that we had two presidents named Roosevelt? Like, there hasn't well, the, ever... Well, they were related. We haven't had a President Smith or Jones. Those are common names in this country. But two Maybe that's Roosevelt's? Why. I'm just saying, John. I'm just asking questions. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't remember if you asked, but in today's Garfield, will today's Garfield be immortalized as a Rupert Holmes song? Stay tuned to find out. All right, so we got a standard uh, standard countertop, whatever. Um, Garfield's walking <laughs> to John, so he's not he's not sitting. Mm-hmm. He will be sitting in the subsequent two panels. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. I was a little worried. You, know, you, you purists out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> standard countertop position is 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 being achieved yeah. in this panel. I'm yeah. not so a Garfield's Garfield's carrying a. What uh, what we believe to be a letter in his mouth. Okay, you don't know what I believe. No, we believe it to be a letter. <laughs> oh, you were using the... Ro- okay, you were using the royal we. I got it. <laughs> um, uh, John says, I see you're bringing the mail in with your usual care. Now, just on the basis of... God, what if... Like the face value of John's words, listener. This is so weird. You might think he's pleased. He's no, not he's pleased angry. at all. If you look at his face, he's very angry. And he's that angry that me, his cat brought in the mail. Yeah, that makes me go back to his words and reinterpret them in the in the context of his face. It's the hermeneutic circle, folks. <laughs> um, or maybe I'm updating my Bayesian priors. It's hard to know. Anyway, John's being a little sarcastic and smarmy. And yeah, very thankless. Like his cat is bringing in the mail and he's pissed off. Yeah, I guess this was back. Seems weird. This was back when people occasionally received mail that wasn't just complete trash. I I feel I I think most of it was trash then too. Yeah, but it wasn't like people would write letters to one another on paper sometimes. Yeah, have you? Can I ask? I'm genuinely curious. Have you ever, in your life, because you were born just a little bit later than me, have you ever received a letter from a peer? A handwritten letter from a friend. Yeah. Like, not yeah. from an older relative, but from a friend. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. When when, when, do you, when would you say the last time that's happened? The last time. Because for me, I feel like it's been so long. Uh, Probably a few years. See, I feel like it's been since childhood. Maybe it's because yeah. that, I haven't had friends since then. Yeah. Well, you know, you did lose all your friends... It was a As shame. a result of your, your many Titanic. crimes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, there were several. What? <laughs> what? They were all on the Titanic, John. All your friends were on the Titanic? Yeah. Uh, all my friends were on the Hindenburg. Would they? Were, my friends were on the iceberg, which was hmm. ruthlessly and, <laughs> you know, without provocation attacked. The iceberg was treated very unfairly. I mean, it's kind of true, John. The iceberg was just floating there. Yeah. You know, the Titanic ran into it. That's like, true. One That's of true. those things was moving and the other wasn't. And somehow we blame the iceberg? It's it's messed up. It is. Anywho. Panel two. 
anyway, for some reason, John isn't talking about an iceberg. Yeah. Panel two, John has the letter now, the envelope. And he's holding it and kind of looking at it. And I would say that his face looks dumb. Um, <laughs> like, like it looks like he's dumb? Yeah, something about his philtrum in panel two, just like it's, I feel like he's not well rendered. It makes him look out of joint. He looks out of proportion he looks, to me. He looks ever so slightly off model, this whole strip, mm, to me. I hear that, but particularly panel two. To me, three and one like kind of looks his okay. His body is... It, it, his body looks too small. Okay, well, let's not body shame him. Yeah. <laughs> it, oh, okay. All right. I'm just joking. We can body yeah, shame him. Ah, come on. <laughs> hey, John Arbuckle. Um, uh, I almost called John Arbuckle toots, and I thought better of it. Uh, John Arbuckle is saying, this letter says, do not fold, spindle, or mutilate. Which is a totally plausible a thing very, for an envelope yeah. to say. There's <laughs> a lot to unpack here. and It's like a very short piece of text. Yeah. Like, okay, spindle, I don't know what the fuck is up with that. <laughs> I, that is definitely a, a good question. What do, I, I don't think, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, no, no, I, well, I can clear this up, John. I can clear this okay. up. Okay. A spindle is a slender, rounded rod with tapered ends used in hand spinning to twist and wind thread from a mass of wool or flax held on a distaff. So, you know. Wait, so what is the verb to spindle? Oh, there it is. Okay. Sorry, I hadn't scrolled down to see the verb. (laughs) (laughs) The verb to spindle means to impale, parentheses, a piece of paper, on a metal spindle. For temporary filing purposes, oh. I'm glad that they clarify. Yeah. like that. That parenthetical clarification. Okay, I I I do know what they're talking. I've seen yeah. that. Okay, that parenthetical. But we don't really do that anymore. No, we don't. That parenthetical clarification helped to make this definition a lot less horrifying. <laughs> um. Yeah, okay, because a spindle, a spindle can also be a rod or a pin serving as an file. axis on which something mm-hmm. revolves. Okay. Yep. Now, John. I or think... mutilate. That's in there, too. Uh-huh. Now, like. Sure. Is that, I wonder if this is, like, a real, like, like this exact language is something that, like, people have used for postal stamps. It's interesting you should ask. Mutilate John. is very funny. Like, 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 would you. What you do you really need a thing that says don't mutilate this? John, you're probably one. I think I think what you're really like if I can read between the lines a little bit. I think what if I can read between the lines just a little bit. I think what you're asking is is it plausible that do not fold, spindle or mutilate was the title of a 1971 American made-for-television mystery film directed by Todd Post and starring Myrna Loy, Helen Haynes, Mildred <laughs> Natwick, Sylvia Sidney, John Berardino, and Vince Edwards. You took the words right out of my mouth. The answer is yes, John. And the screenplay was adapted by John D.F. Black from a novel of the same name by Doris Now wait a minute. Miles I started Disney. typing. I started typing. Do not fold spindle or. Uh-huh. And and the autofill fills in the word manipulate, not mutilate. <laughs> I mean, they're both. Look, they're both good. They're both good warnings. I hate it when people manipulate my mail. <laughs> I do. Well, 
I mean, I do. I don't want my male to manipulate me. That's it's that's really weird. That was so like there were like several different mm-hmm. autofill suggestions with the word manipulate. So I searched for that, mm-hmm. and all I get is this movie that you're talking about, where so, it's mutilate. Mm-hmm. So apparently. This was a common thing that you would put on, yeah. particularly like an envelope that included uh, some kind of card, like uh, mm-hmm. punch cards used as computer storage back in the 60s and 70s. This is a cor- according to this a, is all, a random person on Quora.com. This is one of the few times on the uh, like on the podcast where like really we think something's something. weird and then we look it up and we learn something. I love that. Yeah, no, we've learned we've learned a little something. About whether or not you should fold, spindle, or mutilate computer punch cards. You shouldn't. Or, or e- indeed manipulate. Mm. Um, yeah. So it says here, uh, the reason the phrase do not fold, spindle, or mutilate came into popular usage. Popular usage, John. <laughs> well, popular saying, enough to be on the in the funnies. Everybody you know. was saying it in the 1970s. <laughs> yeah, it was turn on, tune in. And fold, spindle, and mutilate. Hey, man, keep cool. Take it easy. Do not fold, spindle, or mutilate. My brother. Um, is that individual cards were often given to consumers as a kind of, kind of cookie for future interactions. For instance, if you took out a loan, you might be given 12 cards, one for each monthly payment. Oh. And they're using cookie the way, okay. You sent one of the cards in with each check. And the loan company would then put all the cards it got together through a card reader to update them for the loan. De- that totally makes sense. And yeah, you wouldn't hmm. want to fucking fold, spindle, or mutilate those cards, man. Because then the card not. reader can't read them. No. And people aren't used to card readers at that point, so they don't know. They think they can fold that shit up. They're going to be like, what, what, sh- what should I do with this punch card? And the other person's like, ah, just put it on the spindle over there. <laughs> okay, Chris, I, I thought you were going to go in a different direction and start reading the plot for uh, Do Not Fold, Spindle, or Mutilate. Haven't, haven't got that far, but I figured it was coming. <laughs> All right, here's a summary on IMDb. the Wikipedia and IMDb this is, pages. This is a summary on IMDb from user FrankFob2 at Yahoo.com. Classic username. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming he, because Frank, but, uh, you know, who knows? Um, he writes, Four elderly ladies with a lot of time on their hands get the idea to create a fictional girl for a computer <laughs> dating service. However, things take a turn for the worse when their description of the girl attracts a psychopath. So this is like the original <laughs> catfish. This is like a, it's a, it's written like a, like it's a, like a slapstick comedy or something. No, I mean it's a mystery film according to according to Wikipedia. Just the way it, the, I mean, honestly, the way that was though, written. Kind of like John, like can that. we be serious? Is the wrong word, but sincere for a moment. To be sincere for a moment. Let's be authentic. Like okay, let's be our authentic selves. Um. Oh God! People should not have to deal with our authentic selves. Let's try to be. <laughs> let's try to be borderline likable. Um, it's I, it's actually kind of interesting to me. This film, this uh, uh, the is a made-for-TV mystery. So the made-for-TV came out in 1971. It's honestly kind of a weird precursor of so much like 
turn of the millennium, you know, nobody knows who you are on the internet thriller kind of thing, you know? Mm, mm. Like, it's a computer dating service. It's, it's, um, uh, yeah. It's like, it's yeah. self consciously modern for the time, even to the right. extent of referencing computer cards in the title. That's kind yeah, of, yeah, that's wild. I think we should watch this for our next commentary. I would honestly, I would honestly be very curious to watch this. <laughs> um, I would very sincerely because it seems like such an interesting time piece, you know, a uh, uh, period piece. Oh yeah. You know. I wonder if okay. Let's see if it's on Letterboxd. Mm, interesting. So this review calls it an all-star comedy, but the Wikipedia called it a mystery film. I guess you can have a mystery comedy. That's totally. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, that I, that makes sense. Yeah, like uh, Pink Panther. Like the Pink Panther. Yeah, it seems serious at first, and then the <laughs> Pink Panther gets involved. The Pink Panther Panther is just the diamond, though, right? Uh, yeah. I remember being highly disappointed by that as a child. Like you, you start watching the movie The Pink Panther, and the title sequence involves the cartoon character, the Pink Panther. And then the rest of the movie is like live action and the panther is just a diamond hmm. and it's just like Peter Sellers being Peter Sellers. And like whatever, a lot of people yeah. love Peter Sellers. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I wanted a cartoon, you know? Yeah. It's called well, the Pink a cartoon- Panther. You get a cartoon at the in the like opening credits or something. No, that's what, that's, that's what set up my disappointment more than anything. Oh. Like the oh, opening see. credits, I was like, oh, I get what's going on. It's going to be the yeah. Pink Panther. I like well, the Pink Panther. <laughs> The Pink Panther films are really boring when you're like seven, mm-hmm. which is when I'm guessing we saw them. Yeah. That's um, a family tradition, okay. John. On your seventh birthday, they sit you down, show you the Pink Panther. Popular review on, on Letterboxd. Uh-huh. Is this for, the, for Do Not Fold, Spindle, and Mutilate? Yeah. The Pink Panther. I'm not sure what we're the talking Golden about. Girls, the Golden Girls meet a crazed sex killer, essentially. This has a really likable cast and a sort of black humor that seems almost more British than American. Hmm. It's like having four Miss Marples tangling with a sweaty maniac straight out of every 70s exploitation picture. Memorable. (laughs) This seems like, honestly. Yeah, I want to watch this. I'm very curious. Yeah, we should do this uh, maybe as a Patreon. I'd have to figure out how to log back into the Patreon, which I have to do anyway, because we have a bunch of bonus episodes to post. Yeah, you got to post those. Well, you know, I'm I'm saying that now. I don't know. How do you have a, how do we have a bunch of bonus episodes to post? Because it's been so long since I've posted one. Um, But I'm saying that now on the, you know, on the the free feed. So people know they should join that. It's said. Yeah, it's said now. Now you have to do it. Yeah just want to oh wow the final the final uh cast attribution on the on the wikipedia page william sumper as man in handcuffs that's a, <laughs> that's a great character man that's in delightful handcuffs. Uh, all well, right i've added it to my watch list on yeah. letterbox this seems like a great movie seems like a great movie um i don't remember if i was hosting or you were hosting Oh, I forgot to log oh. Shakma the other day. John, we have not finished talking about the Garfield. <laughs> have you seen Shakma, Chris? I've Great not movie. seen Shakma. I'm just reminding you that we have described panels one and two, but not yet panel three. <laughs> okay, so you you don't want me to go on a 
a tangent about the 1990 film Shakma, directed by Hugh Parks. Obviously, I would like for you to describe the 1990 film Shakma at great length. A murderous baboon escapes from a laboratory and rooms the research building and begins to kill some teenagers who are also in the building playing a Dungeons and Dragons type game. That'll happen. It's got Roddy McDowell in it. I'm gl- Does he play the baboon? No, he plays the... Uh, the teenager? Uh, he, plays, he plays a teenager. <laughs> he plays one of the dungeons. Um... This seems like a uh, this seems like a quality film, John. It's a great movie. No, he he gets he gets I mean spoiler, he gets murdered by a baboon. I mean it teaches one of the important it teaches an important lesson about being careful about where you play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm going to give the I'm going to give Shockma 5 stars. You have you seen Shockma? Yeah, yes, that was the whole point of okay, that. Okay, I yeah. thought you were just reading me a random film description for some no. reason. No, no, I was logging into Letterboxd to uh, add do not fold, spindle, or mutilate to my watch list. And then I remembered to add the movie that I watched uh, not last night, but the night before. Today's episode of Being Jim Davis was brought to you by Letterboxd.com. <laughs> Track films you've watched, save those you want to see, tell your friends what's good. <laughs> Okay, so in panel three, um, I'd like to hear it. Yeah, in panel three, I, I, we've achieved we've achieved the platonic ideal of ca- standard countertop position. Mm-hmm. This we've got our two characters looking at each other. John left, Garfield right. John standing, Garfield on the counter. Mm-hmm. No other objects, nothing else, no distractions. We just straight uncut standard countertop i'm not distracted <laughs> the only thing that breaks the it cuts the tension in the panel is a thought bubble from garfield mm-hmm. and garfield is thinking it didn't say anything about mall yeah and mall is in quotes yeah and um, clearly a star wars reference yeah well this is in reference to the thing John Arbuckle said in said in panel two, but we're not we're not gonna get it. <laughs> we're not gonna go back. honestly. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, the line it. I would not be okay. Let me put it this way: as a question, how shocked would you be if it didn't say anything about Maul? Was actually a line from the movie "Do Not Fold, Spindle, or Mutilate," or Shakma. Or Shakma it's, featuring you know, Roddy less appropriate. <laughs> as the baboon. Uh, he really got typecast after Planet of the Apes. Um, he did. Yeah, I think this one's. I think this has been a really great uh, Garfield, and it's been a great episode of Being Jim Davis. Hopefully, it will end soon. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, episode's over now. Bye.
This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.